You are listening to the Law of Creation podcast with Brooke Snow. You have episode five, Opposition. I have learned the Law of Creation literally line upon line for more than five years. That's why you'll probably hear me teach something new every time I teach it. How Opposition fits into creation is a recent piece I've added from going through one of the hardest challenges of my life. Integrating opposition in creation is a major point of departure from the world's teaching of the law of attraction. This point right here used to cause me so much confusion. This is why understanding the law of creation from a gospel perspective can be so powerful. Perhaps it's for this reason that this is my favorite lesson in this series. When I finally understood how to work with opposition rather than against it, my progress leaped forward. Friends, opposition is supposed to be there. Doesn't that bring a little bit of relief? (laughs) Just wait until you hear more. If you enjoy the Lab Creation podcast series, I know you will enjoy my coaching program at thecreationcoachschool.com. There you'll find my flagship creation course, as well as the opportunity to work with one of our certified creation coaches. One of our recent Creation Coach School graduates, Amy, had this to say about her experience. She says, this is an incredible gift to give yourself and your family. It can change your life from the very basics to the things that bring the greatest joy. I have a deeper relationship with my Savior than I ever have. This has brought a softness to my core personality. I have gained so much more love and acceptance for myself and others. I have a more consistent ability to stick to my habits and to see the world through more abundant eyes. Close quote. What you are learning in these six episodes is the introductory lessons for the creation course. These are actually labeled in the program as lesson zero, because you have to have the basic understanding we learn here of the framework of the law of creation. These lessons are so impactful and hold the potential to dramatically change your life. For this reason, I feel it is my duty to humanity to share the law of creation framework for free. In fact, I've even created a free ebook that includes the transcript of this entire series so you can study it and learn even more on your own. Just click the link in the show notes. I hope you'll love these lessons and pass them on to those you love as well. Opposition. Opposition is a major breakaway point between the law of creation and the law of attraction. Law of attraction will tell you to never think about anything except your ideal because you don't want to attract anything negative into your experience. But the problem with this approach is that life does not play out without opposition. If you're really going to create something amazing, it has to be rubbed up against reality, your reality. There is opposition in all things and therefore We must account for it. Opposition is part of God's plan, and it plays a massive role in creation. In its most basic form, opposition simply means opposites. We even find an abundance of opposition in the creation story of the world. On the first day of God creating the world, what did he do? He divided the light from the darkness. 
opposites. On day two, what did he do? He created the heaven and the earth. Opposites. Then we have water and dry land. Opposites. Even God's creation of man and woman are opposites. In the Book of Mormon, we learn that after God had created our first parents and the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air, and in fine, all things which are created, it must needs be that there was an opposition, even the forbidden fruit in opposition to the tree of life, the one being sweet and the other bitter. For it must needs be that there is an opposition in all things. If not so, righteousness could not be brought to pass, neither wickedness neither holiness nor misery, neither good nor bad, close quote. To everything on earth, there is an opposite. Up and down, wet and dry, hot and cold, summer and winter, planting and harvest, soft and hard, life and death, good and evil, happiness and sadness, health and sickness, pleasure and pain, and on and on and on. Ultimately, even you and I have opposition within our very nature. In my book, Living in Your True Identity, I talk about how we each have two identities. One is true and one is false. Scripture refers to your true identity as your divine nature and your false identity as the natural man. There is opposition even within our nature. One purpose for our life on earth is to overcome the false natural man part of ourselves and become the true divine being of who God created us to be. This is one of the most important opposites you can conquer in this life. Yourself. Your true self in opposition to your false self. And the point I want to drive home here is that opposition is part of the plan, and it is critical we account for it in what we hope to create. If you leave it out, as most teachers of the law of attraction do, you are going to be discouraged when your ideal vision is harder than you expected, and you find yourself battling against opposing forces. You're going to think that you're not any good at this and give up. As much as this will sound like a paradox, if you expect creation to be challenging, then it will be easier. <laughs> expect there to be opposition in everything you want to create. When you expect it, you can plan for it. For example, what do you do when the alarm goes off and you're feeling tired? What do you do when the family member provokes you and you feel irritated or angry? What do you do when the new healthy habit becomes boring? What do you do when you forget, you slip up, and you go down the old path again? There is opposition in all things. Most especially, there is opposition to you achieving your goal and ultimately becoming who you want to become. We can see, say, feel, and do the ideal for only so long, if at all. The truth is, change just isn't that smooth. Progress is not a straight line. It's up and down and side to side. Most people give up because they don't account for the obstacle. 
obstacle is unavoidable. It doesn't go away just because you have a new vision for the future. But if you don't have a plan to account for it, you will never conquer it. Teachers of the law of attraction will tell you to only speak positive, only think positive, only focus on the perfect ideal. Banish words like struggle and hard from your vocabulary. Life is supposed to be easy, and we've just been programmed for thousands of years to expect things to be a struggle. While I absolutely believe in ease, which Jesus himself promised us as we take his yoke upon us, Ease does not mean opposition goes away. In Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The ease Christ promises us is the ease that comes when we co-create together and we align ourselves with him. We meet the opposition together and we go through it. It's easy when we do it together. What's hard is ignoring the opposition and pretending it doesn't exist in a strictly positive perspective. Believe me when I say I have tried ignoring opposition for years I've tried only visualizing the perfect ideal. I've meditated on all my hopes and dreams and completely ignored the opposition in my current reality that prevents me from getting there. While I've made slow progress, it's astonishing how embracing the opposition shifts everything about creation. War strategy always accounts for the enemy. And while I don't like using war as an example, the truth is, in order to become your new self, you have to defeat the old self. You have to have a strategy that plans for the deeply powerful habits your old self has created that has led you to your current reality. The next lesson, we will talk about the role of repetition. The reason those old habits and beliefs are so powerful is because they have been repeated so many times that you don't even have to think about it. It's just what you do. It's autopilot. It's subconscious. The power of the subconscious self cannot be underestimated. But thankfully, when you account for the obstacle in your strategy, you dramatically increase your chance of success. The subconscious patterns of your old habits, they are cause and effect. You've done something a certain way so many times that once that trigger happens, you automatically follow that path. Cause and effect. But remember, we don't want to live in cause and effect any longer. This is living in reaction. Instead, we want to be causing an effect. This is living in creation. If we are moving into causing an effect, you will need to know what to do when that old trigger fires. Because there is a 100% chance that it will. And this time, you are going to be ready. As you develop a new vision of yourself or a goal that you're working towards, you want to use all the elements of creation that we've spoken about. 
Spiritual creation in what we see, say, and feel. Physical creation in what we do. But don't stop at the ideal. If you want to move from your current reality to a new reality, you have to know what is currently keeping you stuck. What makes it hard? What is it that prevents you from automatically reaching your goal and doing things the new way? You have to know this in order to move forward. You have to plan for it. If you want to find your obstacles, identify your excuses. (laughs) I'm too tired. I don't have enough time. I don't feel like it. I don't have the money. I don't have the energy. I don't know how. This is probably the only time excuses can be awesome. When you can identify the excuse, you get closer to identifying the obstacle. It is the opposition to who you want to be, where you want to go, and what you want to create. And it is supposed to be there. So let's put two and two together. We have an ideal vision of what we want to create. We can see it, say it, feel it, and do it. How does opposition play into this vision? Your future vision needs to include the obstacle. It needs to include the challenge. And when you integrate it and you see yourself conquering it, then things start to come into alignment. Many people know that world-class athletes and performers use the tool of visualization to achieve success in their performance. Have you ever wondered what it is they are visualizing? This is creation. They're practicing see, say, feel, and do. What is it they actually see? Is the Olympian imagining herself standing on the podium with a gold medal around her neck, holding a bouquet of flowers, and hearing her national anthem being played? It may come as a surprise, but this is not what she imagines. What does she imagine? She imagines herself hitting the target. She imagines herself in that high-pressure moments of competition, her performance, doing her part as her best, highest self. Recently, I was listening to an interview with former Major League Baseball player Brandon Geyer. Geyer played for the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Indians. In the interview, he shares his practice of breathing and meditation and visualization that he uses in his professional career. When he walked us through his visualization, I was astonished at his detailed description of what he sees. He said, okay, the guy in front of you just struck out. It's game seven of the World Series, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, two outs, and it's all on you. Your team is down by one. Walk to the plate. Feel the dirt below you. Walk with big, confident body language. Be powerful. See yourself doing your pre-bat routine. Tap the plate. Twist the bat in your hands. Do your breath. Visualize exactly how you're going to hit that ball. (laughs) Let's pause for a moment. Do you sense the opposition here in his visualization? He's created the exact atmosphere of the high-stakes moment. He's not visualizing himself with a trophy. (laughs) He's integrating the opposition that does and will exist 
and seeing the details of himself playing at his very best and doing exactly what he needs to do to overcome the challenge. You may not be playing in the World Series, but you too have high-stakes moments. Maybe your high-stakes moment is conquering the urge to yell at your kids or the desire to stay in bed when the alarm goes off or trading the temptation to scroll your phone or give in to cravings or addictions. You can visualize yourself as that calm parent, in-control person, disciplined morning person, or whatever vision it is that you want to create. You can see it, say it, feel it, and do it perfectly in your mind. But what happens when you try to do it in real life? Oh my goodness! Suddenly it's so much harder, isn't it? (laughs) Why? Because of opposition. Guess what happens when you bring the opposition into the vision? You can plan for it. And you can mentally and emotionally rehearse what it looks like to conquer the opposition and show up as the best version of yourself in that moment. The hard moment. The moment where opposition shows up. But who else shows up? You show up. And you show up as the best version of yourself, knowing exactly how you are going to win this moment. Gabrielle Oettingen, in her book, Rethinking Positive Thinking, details her brilliant process for integrating opposition into what you want to create. She calls her process WOOP, W-O-O-P. W stands for wish, O, outcome, O, obstacle, and P, plan. Wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. Your wish is what you hope for. Your outcome is the results. It's your goal. It's your future self of who you want to become. Where she differs from so many others is her fierce integration of the obstacle into the vision. She argues that you have to know what the obstacle is to your success. And better yet, you need to take it one step further and have a plan for how you will overcome it. Wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. Whoop is a powerful creation practice because it integrates what you see, say, feel, and do while also accounting for your current reality. In this world, there will always be opposition to change. Expect it. Know that it is supposed to be there. You too are going to have to divide the light from the darkness in what you want to create. Do not make the mistake that so many others make and ignore the darkness or feel like a loser because it's there. If you've failed in the past, How much of those failures can be attributed to not planning for the obstacle? Did you set the New Year's resolution to wake up earlier and fail? Maybe it was because you failed to account for what you'd do when the alarm went off and you felt tired and you just wanted to stay in bed. Did you set the resolution to eat better and fail? Maybe it was because you didn't account for how to make better meals than the ones that you have made for so long. Did you set the resolution to improve a relationship and fail? 
Maybe it was because you didn't account for needing to know a different response in those moments you feel triggered. Whatever our goal is, whatever our hopes and dreams are, there is opposition to achieving them. Know the opposition and make a plan for it. Integrate this into the vision of who you want to be. And suddenly your obstacles become fuel for your growth instead of blocks. The ancient Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius said, The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Ryan Holiday took this golden insight as the thesis for his book, The Obstacle is the Way, another amazing book on the power of turning your obstacles into the stepping stones to your goal. The obstacle is the way. Don't ignore the obstacle. The more you can shine a light on the obstacle and strategize your plan, you dramatically increase not only your success, but the speed at which you get there. What a difference it makes when we can learn to embrace the opposition that exists. Life is harder when we ignore opposition. Life is harder when we pretend it doesn't exist or that it shouldn't be there. Remember, the earth was formed by a God who intentionally used opposites to create. You can do the same thing. Use the opposition of your future vision and your current reality and bring them together. It's important to note that it is the presence of opposition that creates agency. Without opposition, agency does not exist. Agency requires you to be able to choose between more than one choice. The irony is that we often wish away opposition, but we want to keep our agency. They are intrinsically connected. You can't have one without the other. And if you want to increase your agency you are going to need to conquer more and more opposition to do so. Complete freedom comes not from the absence of opposition, but the mastering of it. You learn by experience how to divide the light from the darkness. You know which choices lead to which outcomes, and you repeatedly choose the better way. Opposition hasn't gone away. You've just become really masterful at using your agency well. Now, it goes without saying, opposition can at times feel unbearably hard. Especially when we find ourselves without the skills to choose the better path. I may know that I want to respond in love in a strained relationship, But perhaps every conversation with this person feels triggering and I react in frustration instead. It is for moments just like these that we all stand in need of the grace of God. Not only to be forgiven, but to help us develop the skills we need to support us in choosing better. Especially when it feels impossible. Conquering opposition is an act of co-creation with God's atoning power. Now, too often we speak of God's atoning power in the abstract. We fail to make it practical and specific. If your obstacle is being reactive in a family relationship and you just pray for it to be easier (laughs) or to have your heart softened, then you're probably going to take a long time to progress. If you want to supercharge your growth, then you need to know what the change looks like. 
You need to see it in context of the opposition that you face. This is where the WHOOP model can be absolutely transformative. First, it helps us gain a vision of what is possible, also known as hope and faith. (laughs) And second, it also helps us see opposition and plan and practice how we can change our typical response, also known as repentance. Now, this may feel really counterintuitive to how you have approached goals or change in the past. As a culture, we tend to focus only on the positive or we dwell in the negative, both extremes. They're opposites. When God created the world, he did not banish darkness. Instead, he created order and balance between them. He divided the light from the darkness and had a plan for the sun to rule the day and the moon and the stars to rule the night. He created seasons. Fall and winter bring death and rest, while spring and summer bring new life and growth. He brings order to the opposites, and in so doing, empowers all of creation. We, too, must learn to divide the light from the darkness in our own life and bring order and balance. What could this look like? Let's think about dividing the light from the darkness. Here's a few examples. Suppose I have the goal to start a new habit of working out every day. My current self does not work out at all. Future self is healthy and fit. Now first, I need to create a really clear picture of my future self. I see myself as healthy and fit. I say positive affirmations. like I am strong. I am healthy. I am making good choices for my body. I feel motivated. What do I do? do to get fit? What is the physical creation of this? Perhaps I run every morning. But remember, there is opposition in all things. My vision right here is full of light, but I'm ignoring the darkness that also exists. I need to divide the light from the darkness, separate it out. What is the obstacle to my vision? Maybe my current self is not as motivated to get out of bed when the alarm goes off. Maybe I have a habit of going to bed late, which makes rising early more difficult. Maybe I'm really not that motivated to train solo, and I do better if I have a running partner. When you consider what the obstacle may be, you begin to divide the light from the darkness. Once you see both, you create a plan to bring order and balance. This will build the bridge between your current self and your future self. Here's another example. Perhaps you're struggling in a family relationship. Interactions with this person may feel triggering to you. Deep down, you want to improve the relationship, but your mind has a whole list of reasons why this person is annoying and frustrating and impossible to connect with and on and on. Sometimes, in moments like this, we can be so stuck in the darkness of a situation that it's much harder to develop that future vision of creating something better. You may feel like it's all darkness. (laughs) And again, in this situation, you need to divide the light from the darkness, separate it out. 
You could separate out the light by looking for the good in the situation or creating a future vision of hope. Allow yourself to wish for a better outcome. Maybe do some journaling to create a vision of what could be. Call upon God to help you see what is possible. Separate out the light. So let's say you do the work, you create this new vision. Now you see yourself with this person in a loving relationship. You say affirmations, maybe such as, I love and accept you. You feel more patient and loving. And what does your future self do to create this? What are the actions that helped create this? Maybe you change the story that you tell in your mind about this person. Maybe you meditate on seeing the person as God sees them. Now, this is a great creation vision. But remember, there is opposition in all things. What is the obstacle to this perfect, beautiful vision that you've created? What is it that's going to make doing this vision challenging? The reality is you have old patterns. You have triggers and responses that are long practiced. There are things the other person does, or maybe that you do, that have created the current relationship. Bring those moments into your vision. How does your best self respond? Remember Brandon Geyer, our Major League Baseball player? It's Game 7 of the World Series, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, two outs, and it's all on you. (laughs) Likewise... Imagine what that triggering moment in the relationship looks like for you. That high-stakes moment when the challenge is at its climax. The moment when you aren't at all feeling patience and love. Instead, you're likely feeling anger or frustration. Dr. Joe Dispenza said, You will never change your life unless you can think higher than your feeling. I'm going to say that again. You will never change your life unless you can think higher than you are feeling. It's all rainbows and unicorns to create a lovely vision for your future self when you feel good. (laughs) But how do you actually create that when you're feeling the opposite? When you're feeling opposition, you have to think higher than you're feeling. This is why it's so important to bring those real challenges into your vision. See the challenge. If it's a conflicting relationship, what does that moment look like? Probably happens often. What words are said? How does it make you feel? Allow all those triggers to be present in your vision. You've likely already seen this type of scene replay many times in your mind. But this replay is going to be very different, and this is how. Rehearse this moment, this triggering moment. Rehearse this moment as the best version of yourself, your true self, your divine nature. How does that version respond? What does that version of you say? What does that version of you do? You may not at all be feeling how you want to yet, which is exactly how reality is going to be, right? (laughs) But if you can spiritually see how your true self responds, you can see what your true self says. You can see what your true self does. 
you have now created a powerful new response to those triggers. So you can bridge the gap to your future vision that you hope to create. Can you sense the power here? (laughs) Opposition needs to be part of creation. We need to learn to divide the light from the darkness and create order and balance. I can talk about this all day, but it's much more powerful to experience it for yourself. In the last few moments of this lesson, I would love to marry together all of our creation lessons. Let's make this real. Let's create this new vision for the future and account for the opposition in the present. And in so doing, co-create the pathway forward. We're going to do this through a simple meditation. You're welcome to do it as a writing exercise, or you can close your eyes and you can see it in your imagination. Now, let me give a little note here. It may be tempting to just gloss over this part of the lesson and not participate. (laughs) We live in an age of information overload at a time when we have access to more knowledge than any other time in the history of the world. Why is it that we are not further ahead in our development? It's because there is a great difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is just information. Wisdom comes from experience. I invite you to fully participate in this meditation so you can move from knowledge to wisdom. Allow yourself to learn by experience. Let's begin causing an effect and create the change we hope for. So just allow yourself right now to be present. And if you want to write your thoughts, you can do that. If you want to close your eyes and visually create, you can do that. If you're listening to this while doing something else, this meditation can be done with your eyes open. Simply allow your mind to be present and free to dream and allow inspiration to easily flow. In this meditation, we are going to walk through the WHOOP model developed by Gabrielle Oettingen in her book, Rethinking Positive Thinking. Remember, WHOOP stands for Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, and Plan. WHOOP provides you with both a vision as well as a plan for the obstacles that stand in your way. This balanced approach is a practical and empowering way to move forward with intention. You can use WHOOP on everything from tiny goals to get you through your day or a single event, all the way to long-term goals far in the distant future. It's adaptable, it's scalable, and I'm gonna use this exercise for something more long-term, but please feel free to adapt it as necessary to whatever is most needed for you right now. So find a comfortable position and take a deep inhale through the nose and exhale through the nose. Inhale deeply from the belly and exhale. Inhale light and love. 
exhale tension, stress, worry, and concern. Allow your body to relax, your mind to clear, letting go of the stress of the day. Relax your shoulders and just be here right now in the present. Breathe in and breathe out. So we're going to begin with wish. And I invite you to think about, well, the next four weeks, about a month from now. And in that time period, what is your most important wish? What is something that you would like to fulfill in yourself? Something that is challenging, but it's also attainable. Whatever is most important for you right now. Find a wish that is dear to your heart. It can be anything, but it needs to be dear to your heart. Something you truly desire. Let this desire work in you. A wish that is challenging, but feasible. your wish. Summarize this wish in a few words and allow it to come to the front of your mind. Now, what would be the best outcome if you fulfill the wish in yourself? How would you feel Think about one best outcome, one best feeling. Find it. How would you feel? Do you have your best outcome? Once you have this best outcome, summarize it in a few words and put it in the front of your mind. Now I invite you to imagine this best outcome. Imagine this best outcome as vividly as you can. What is it like? Imagine this outcome with all of your senses. What does it look like? Feel like? Taste like? Smell like? Sound like? This is the spiritual creation of what it is you hope for. Allow yourself to explore this in as much detail as you can.
as you feel ready, slowly come back to this moment and ponder this simple question. What is it in you that stands in the way of you creating your wish so you can experience this outcome? What is it in you that stands in the way? What is your central inner obstacle? This could be an emotion, an irrational belief, a bad habit, whatever it is, find the inner obstacle inside you. And if you have more than one, think of the one that's the most central. Dig a little deeper. What is it really that stands in the way? Let the excuses that stand in the way fall away. What is it really that stands in the way? Once you have your obstacle, summarize it in a few words and put it in front of your mind. Now take a moment and imagine this obstacle occurring. Imagine it as vividly as you can. Imagine your central inner obstacle occurring. What is it like? Imagine this with all your senses. What does it look like, feel like, taste like, smell like, sound like? Allow yourself to explore this in as much detail as you can. As you feel ready, slowly come back to this moment and ponder this simple question. What can you do to overcome this obstacle? What would be an effective action you could take? What would be an effective thought you could say to yourself to overcome this obstacle? Find an effective thought or action to overcome this obstacle. And if there's more than one, choose the one that is most effective. Once you have it, phrase the effective thought or action 
in a few words and bring it to the front of your mind. Now we're going to make a very simple if-then plan. Say to yourself, if, and you imagine your obstacle occurring, then I will, and imagine your action to overcome the obstacle. If, and imagine your obstacle occurring, then I will, and imagine your action to overcome the obstacle. If, and imagine your obstacle occurring, then I will, and imagine your action to overcome the obstacle. Wish, imagine that wish that you deeply hope for. outcome. Imagine that outcome you deeply hope for. Obstacle. Imagine that obstacle. And your plan. If, and imagine your obstacle occurring, then I will. And imagine your action to overcome the obstacle. Congratulations. (laughs) You are well equipped to move forward towards your goal no matter the obstacle. If you discover a new obstacle, simply come back and whoop it again and again and again. As you learn to take your ideal vision and you run it through the inevitable obstacles and opposition that you will face in your journey, you have a realistic and empowering plan to help you move forward. Now, go make it happen, one step at a time. You are a creator. Now go create something great. If you loved this episode and you just got a little taste of the power of creation within you, and you want to take this to the next level in your life, this is why I founded the Creation Coach School. There you will find my full-length creation course program and have the opportunity to work with one of our certified creation coaches. The creation course is focused on your personal transformation. This is a holistic program where we give attention to helping you be a better creator through supporting your body, your mind, and your spirit through the integration of powerful habits. Once a year, we open our certification program, which provides you with high-level accountability for integrating those habits, as well as the opportunity to learn how to coach others through this process as well. If this is calling out to you, you can learn more at thecreationcoachschool.com.